Hey guys, welcome to the Black Space. My name is Lexi. And my name is Aaliyah. And today we'll be talking about being black women in therapy, as well as life after undergrad. So when did you first start going to therapy? Um, I started going sophomore year because I was having a really hard time and I didn't realize that I was having a really hard time. Like I was kind of rock bottom, but I was joking about it a lot kind of Mm -hmm. like playing it off like it was nothing and I had a friend who would constantly be like Aaliyah maybe you should go to SPS have you called SPS have you thought about it and I was just like no like it's not that deep whatever and every single time I saw her she was pressing me pressing me pressing me so I finally went and it was so hard to get an appointment yeah like it's always overcrowded it's always crowded so I like faked an emergency <laughs> I called and I was like fake crying and I was like I just have to come in so they let me come in and I don't remember if I got linked with my therapist then or if I like had a tester person and then just came back but I just remember like I went and it was really helpful for me and then I told her that I went and she was so proud of me and I was like oh but yeah sophomore year and then all the way through there was one there was one semester where my therapist like was on maternity leave and mm-hmm. I didn't go but for the most part I was there every single like Tuesday that's good that a friend mm-hmm. saw something was wrong and encouraged you to seek professional help because most people like don't do that yeah and I spe- especially like as just where I was coming from I felt like I was like a really lonely person I didn't think anyone could see me because I'm very mm-hmm. like bubbly you know I like try to be like cool they saw past your yeah and like a lot happiness. of the, exactly and a lot of the things that I've been going through had been going on way before college anyway so I was just used to them. I was just, like, functioning. And I guess she was just kind of like, your energy is off. Like, you know? And so mm-hmm. that was really nice. And I think had I not had that push, I wouldn't have realized, like, how important it was for me. So that was great. But, yeah. And also, like, I'm happy that I did it because college is such a transformative time. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you don't – there's so many people who are just going through it. And it's, like, low-key traumatic if you really, like, depending, yeah, obviously. I think especially going to, like, a PWI, predominantly white institution, mm-hmm. and being, like, black students, mm-hmm. that's, like, a whole nother tier It's a totally different yeah. setup. Because on one hand, it's, like, okay, there's all these – and I grew up, like, in Culver City, so, like, super diverse. Everybody's mixed with something. Everybody's yeah, I'm whatever. from the Valley, so it's, like, the same thing. Yeah, so I never even thought about, like, oh, I'm going to school with white people. Like, I didn't care about that. But the climate on campus is so much, like, you're forced to be this community because it's only y'all. And then the people who've never been around white people before, like, make it this, like, clicky thing. And I started out doing, like, you know, the program where we had to, like, incoming black freshmen, we were all together mm-hmm. all the time. And so it's just, like, that force, like, oh, you're doing this. You have to do this for the community. You have to do this. You have to do this. And it was almost, like, obligation, especially if you're not looking at people as individuals anymore. You're just, like, oh, that's just family. Yeah. Exactly. And so it was just, like, hard because you want your trying to be a part of this community but also a lot of people aren't like it's kind of like laying the foundation right you have your roots and you're like supposed to grow up from the roots and a lot of people don't because they're so used they're so like convinced that they need to like stick around and like only focus on black things only do this only do that and like they don't look up and they don't look outside of like what's going on too so it's like that like hive mentality Mm -hmm. and it's like I guess packed mentality I don't really know but you know that and so that's hard too because like trying to find your own individual path in that is is crazy it's like high school 2.0 but like so you felt like your identity was kind of like merged into like a group rather than just being like a regular person yeah yeah that's kind of how I felt too especially with my freshman year roommate Mm. (laughs) she was yeah 
<laughs> crazy, crazy. Um, but I think that's good. Like therapy helped you, because I know like from like the black sessions, like most people I've talked to, it's been like mixed. Mm-hmm. But like for me, like I love therapy. Yeah, <laughs> my therapist. Shout out to my therapist. She's literally like a heaven sent. Right. And like I feel like she like takes the time to like understand me and like forces me to like look inside myself and like Mm -hmm. bring my thoughts together so I'm not like constantly like you know this emotional wreck or Mm -hmm. like kind of just aimlessly feeling one way and like not understanding where my emotions are coming from so Mm -hmm. I saw therapy as like 10 out of 10 like I mean I had bad experiences with therapists before obviously like you can always shop around with therapists too which most people like don't know yeah they're so ready to give up after like one the first yeah yeah and that's the worst too because it's like I was fortunate enough to, I feel like, connect with the person that I was first linked with and then just, like, go with her. But then I've also had people who had the same therapist and were just like, oh, she was weird. And it's, yeah. like, that vibe, that connection. And then when she was on maternity leave, like, I tried to go in for a session and I was paired with this one guy and he just, like, I had to re-explain myself and I didn't mm-hmm. really feel comfortable. And then he was, like, focusing on the wrong things and it was super weird. And so I just didn't really feel, like, comfortable. And I, and I stopped going. Like, I, because I knew that, like, I wasn't going to get that experience out of it. And so that's hard, too, because it's, like, you really don't know what you're going to sign up for. You don't know what Mm -hmm. you're getting into. And even if you're, like, okay, I'm going in to solve this set of issues. But then you start talking about it and you're, like, wait, that's linked to this. Like, you have to be able to be open with your therapist and, like, really, like, connect with them. And I feel like that's not something that everyone is, like, willing to do yeah Yeah. and like making yourself vulnerable and what a lot of what I heard because of going like through therapy through like school and everything it was like crazy because everyone's like well they don't really have any black therapists in there so I'm not going Mm -hmm. and then we had one black therapist which isn't a lot but it's still like one and and people still wouldn't even go to her and so then it's just like okay you say you want this but you're still not doing it like and also yeah like my therapist wasn't black but she still understood like she got to know me she understood me Mm -hmm. and like I just feel like there's so many things that our community is like they emphasize like okay you only do like the black and I'm very pro-black so that's like not even my thing but it's just like at the end of the day you have to do what's best for you and you have to like get yourself the help you can't like allow these like barriers that we're putting Mm -hmm. on ourselves to like be like okay well I'm just not gonna do it you know yeah I think another issue too is like so many people don't want to go therapy Mm -hmm. because it's it's time it's money Mm -hmm. you like kind of know what's wrong with you already so you're just going to talk to someone but I know like me when I first started like most therapists do like an initial intake of you Mm -hmm. so they just ask like general questions but like depending on the therapist like sometimes you can like really dive deep yeah and you're like you feel exhausted after Mm because you were just like questioned for like an hour to like an hour and a half and you already invested all like that time with them and gave them like this emotional energy you're just Mm -hmm. like okay like I'm gonna stick with you even though the intake didn't go as well yeah so I know it's hard because they keep to keep opening up to people Mm -hmm. but I'm telling you that initial intake like you will know yeah if your therapist is like good or not like you can try them out a second time if you want them to but if you feel a little bad during the initial intake that's probably not the therapist for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or even that form of therapy, too. Like, it's not just, like, the CBT, the cognitive behavioral therapy, so it's, like, talking, figuring out your thoughts, how it affects your behavior and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But there's, like, different forms within that, too. Like, different therapists have different approaches. So, like, 
I had one therapist that would always be like questioning me. Mm-hmm. And the therapist I have now is more like assertive mm-hmm. and is like, no, Lexi, that's not how it is. Right. This is how it is. And you should be doing this or like this will help you. Like I need that pause, like not necessarily positivity because some of the things she tells me, it's like calling me out on my own shit. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I just need that like reassurance and assertiveness and not like like forcing me to almost find things with myself which most therapists do but like the my first therapist was literally like but how does it make you feel Mm -hmm. constantly i was like what makes you feel like this why does it make you feel like that i don't know can you help me no lexi you need to search within yourself (laughs) and i would just be so exhausted at the end of therapy but i was like spent so much time in that intake i was like this is this is all that's available to me yeah she she already went through this emotional roller coaster with me the first day i met her i might as well stick with her yeah because it was so exhausting but shopping around does help definitely and i think like that's something that i'm thinking about now too because like i did therapy and then i had that little break and i was trying to when i first the very first semester that i started going i went like i said every tuesday and then when my therapist went on maternity leave, I was like, ah, uh, I don't need to do this because I, I was so scared that I was going to get dependent on it. Mm-hmm. Like, it would be to the point where I was like, something would happen and then I would not, exp- I would not even, like, assess those emotions within myself. I mm-hmm. would just hold them all in until I got to her office and then I would be, like, letting it all out and then I'd close it right back up as soon as I left and, like, I would not, like, think about it other than that. I wouldn't process it on my own. I was just kind of, like, waiting to get to her or be like, Oh, what would she say about this? What would she say about that? Like, oh, I can't wait to tell her this. And it was cool because I had someone to talk to and I would have bottled those emotions up and never said anything ever. But it was still just like, at a certain point, I was like, hey, Leah, like, you can't just do this here. Like, Mm -hmm. you need to figure out a way to sort of balance it. And then when she came back, oh, sorry. When she came back, um, I, we kind of started moving things a little differently, but that's when I started actually applying the things that she was saying and, like, the things that I had learned in there. Mm-hmm. So you have to learn, like, I feel like it's partially the way that you vibe with your therapist, but it's also the amount of work you're willing to put in. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like a lot of people think, like, oh, well, I walked in and I talked to them and my problems aren't solved. And it's like, okay. But you also have to be willing to do the work, do too. the work and, like, mm-hmm. think about how it works in the context of your life like when you're going through something and you're having this exact problem over again thinking about okay how can I handle this in a way that yeah that we talked about yeah and like how am I really feeling in this moment and applying it because otherwise you're literally just wasting time or you're not really like gonna make a change in your life because this person and they can't even legally really tell you like oh you have to do this this, and that because then if you do this this and that and then it doesn't work for you and you come back mad or you want to like press them like that doesn't work for them but, you know, when you are going out and you have an idea of, like, how you feel about things and, like, especially because I don't know how it is, like, in the real world because I've only done therapy through school. school but, yeah. but they want you to do, like, six sessions and then they check in and then you're supposed to be done. I wound up doing three years because my lady just mm-hmm. kept, like, checking in on me. But, yeah, you're supposed to yeah. only do six sessions and then, like, your problem's supposed to be solved or something. So, like... If you're on, or even if you don't have money, you can't afford a bunch of sessions, like having that, like taking it and like doing your homework sort of mm-hmm. thing, it makes it more valuable. Um, I know during school, like when I would go see my therapist, it would be, it would get hard because I got off papers, mm-hmm. meetings, clubs, stuff like that. So one app I used was called like Youper, 
Y-O-U-P-E-R. I'm just not sponsored. But that <laughs> app was like a mini therapist. Like, I think it was created by a psychiatrist. I forgot where he's from. But it's basically like artificial intelligence. So, like, mm-hmm. it's you text the computer and it, like, gives you responses. But based on how you feel, it'll ask you questions on, like, your emotions, what you did that day. And it literally forces you to look within yourself. Mm. And it even, like, creates a little um, journal printout that you can give to your therapist um, that tells them, like, what you were going through. So, like, you can, like, verbalize it. Mm-hmm. But that really helped. I had never even heard of that before. Yeah, there's there's apps that exist. Free apps that people <laughs> can use. But, um... That worked. What else worked? Journaling helps a lot. See, I always, I always, since I was little, I always wanted to journal. And then I would start a journal, and then I would lose the journal, and then I wouldn't pick it back up again and start a new one and all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, kind of hard for me, at least, to, like, dedicate. Like, I'm going to sit down and write. Yeah. I know people who keep them in their bags, though, and they're just, like, mm-hmm. are jotting things Or even, down. like, notes on your phone. Mm-hmm. I have so many notes on my phone that I just have locked because I can't go back there, you know? But, like, <laughs> yeah. but like just whenever I want to go off in the text or something and mm-hmm. I just jot it in there. Or, like, one helpful tip I learned is when you're, like, angry or sad and you just, like, feel like you want to go off on someone, instead of, like, actually sending that text, mm-hmm. sit down and write what you want to say. Don't type it. Write what you want to say and don't send it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't send it. <laughs> Don't add fire to the flames. Right. But that, helpful tip. Yeah. Helpful tip. I just gave you free therapy right there. (laughs) But, yeah, there's so many little things that you could do. Or even if you don't want to talk to someone, you can use that app. There's other forms of therapy that exist. There's, like, art therapy. There's music therapy. If you want to be in a group, you can go to group therapy. Oh, gosh. If you work better with groups. Yeah. My therapist was always trying to get me to go to that. But I... But I wasn't going to go because she was directing me to, like, just, like, black groups. And I knew mm-hmm. everyone in the group. So it's, like, I can't really put my business yeah, out there. I so you have to know. But I but I do think that it's interesting, too, because, like, my freshman year, I got myself into a situation that I should not have been in. And it really dictated, like, my whole college experience. And mm-hmm. I couldn't really tell people about I still don't tell people about it. But it's, like, I couldn't talk about it because my mm-hmm. friends, like, if I would have said something, it would have been, like, a whole thing with my friend group and, like, all this other stuff. And, like, me being, like, 16 when I came in, like, I just wanted to be, like, kind of cool. So, like, I didn't yeah, really want to... Yeah, you were young. Yeah, and, and a lot of things I didn't know, you know? Like, I mm-hmm. didn't know to be wary of certain things. So, yeah. And especially, like, especially when it comes to boys. And it's funny because I feel like I talked a lot about guys and stuff in my friend group in therapy, which is mm-hmm. something... Because I was trying to talk about, like, my actual life. And then I realized I could tie back to my family, all sorts of stuff. But anyway... Yeah. So, yeah, so that would have been, those would have been helpful things. I feel like in college, a lot of the times, like, you have your friends you tell everything to, but so much changes so fast, and you're close with somebody, and then you're not close with them, and then things happen every single day. And, like, it's not, like, Degrassi where people are getting shot and, like, all this other stuff, but it's, like... <laughs> not, that, that's not something to laugh at, but Degrassi. No, yeah, yeah. Degrassi Degrassi a, was, yeah, Degrassi was intense, and shout it's... Shout out Aubrey. Aubrey, Aubrey Graham. Graham. Aubrey J. Graham. Yeah. JT needs more recognition. Now. I know. He was a star of the show. When he, he really died. was. I was crying. Okay, but back to the But day anyway, day. but yeah, day. so that type of thing, it's like you don't know who you can really trust to, especially with our with our like 
school being so small mm-hmm. and then the black community being Even so smaller. small. And then that's one of the things that they would talk about when you first come in. They're like, oh, well, the black community is small, so don't have your business out there. You can't tell anybody anything. Like, don't date this person. Don't date that person. And it's like, that's cool and everything, but you don't have anyone to rely on. You're like having this these walls built up in your community that you're like, oh, please lean on me, but also these walls don't really work. And so it's like hard because when I was going through everything that I was going through, I didn't feel like I could talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know, like, I didn't know about the therapy on campus. Mm -hmm. But even then, it's like, okay, well, who are they going to tell? Whatever. So that app, or like, you know, just like having that mentality of like, I can do things on my own. Mm -hmm. I wish that that was more like popularized. I mean, I'm happy I got to it when I did, but there are people who don't, you know? And then it's like, it's like, there's so much time that I could have saved myself if I knew how to process my emotions, if I knew how to like, like I was saying, like, it's such a, traumatic experience like college in general and like if you just go through it and then you leave and then you go out into life I honestly feel like you got nothing from it because like you don't know what you just went through like even this past week that we graduated I genuinely have felt like so numb every single day because I'm just like I need time to decompress and I've evaluated everything that's happened at this point and I still feel like I need to decompress so imagine if you just going day by day and you know everything is like a week by week basis like you just gotta make it to the next one and like just imagining going through that and not really thinking like oh that really affected me you know Mm -hmm. and like or oh this is when I chose to do this and that really changed the course of my thing like people don't get that and it's huge because like there's so much you don't even know about yourself and like you're learning all these things about yourself so fast Mm -hmm. and everything is like you have to apply it as soon as you learn it like everything is just you have to make decisions split second and then you don't even realize like how much you've changed and like what direction you're going in and if you want to be in that direction and like what caused you to do that direction so that you can like compartmentalize it it's yeah. just it's crazy and like having another person to talk to mm-hmm. really helps yeah because I feel like even even now like there are some friends that I have that like we'll talk like I'll tell them oh this is what's going on with me and then they're like oh this is what's going on with me but everything is like I'm venting to you you're mm-hmm. venting to me, but you're not here just to hear me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're here so that you can kind of know what's going on. Like, oh, check up, blah, blah, blah. I want to know the story about that girl and all the other drama, whatever. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it's just getting it off our chest. But we don't know what to do with it. One thing I try to do, even now, is, like, if you want to vent, you can kind of, like, ask your friend. Be like, are you in, like, the right headspace mm-hmm. to help me? Mm-hmm get through my problem, to sit there and listen to me. If they say yes, go ahead and vent. If they say no, be like, okay. Right. We'll change the conversation. Because, like, I found myself, especially at the beginning stages, of, like, I felt bad venting to my friends. Like, I felt, like, kind of guilty. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't healthy mm-hmm. for either of us. Because I didn't want my friends to be like, oh, like, I'm going to hang out with Lex. You're just going to complain the whole day, you know? Right. So what I try to do even now like, I have a group of friends that I text, like, hey, guys, I'm going through a hard time right now. Are you guys, like, willing to be my support system? And mm-hmm. those that respond to say yes, like, those are the people I reach out to. Mm-hmm. So, times where I can't get to my therapist or I don't have someone to talk to, I have that, like, little support group, you know? Mm-hmm. And even if I don't have them, that Youper, whatever it's called, that app, really, yeah. like, I'm telling you, it really <laughs> makes you think. It, like... It's insightful. Very insightful. I highly recommend that app. Yeah. Because that's one of the things, too, is, like, I... I'm sorry. No, you're good. Okay. 
Um, that's one of the things too is knowing your friends and like knowing how to communicate and like being aware of what's going on because that's something that I struggled with for a while because like you said like I felt guilty like putting my problems Mm -hmm. out because I know everybody's going through something and the things that I go through are very important to me but obviously like there's world hunger there's like all these other things going on like I yeah you know in this period scheme of things like who am I like everyone needs to talk to someone exactly and so even if you feel like you don't you probably need to talk to someone yeah and one of the things that I was realizing that I was doing was I was harboring all of my emotions and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting until the very last minute where I literally could not take it anymore and then I would just be like, hey, can you help me with this? Because blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then, and then if I ever got a no, or like, oh, like, I can't really do that right now. I can't really blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I would just back up and bottle it all up and never say anything Yeah, again. that's how I was and then, too. And then I would cut that person out. Or I, like, wouldn't really but talk to them. When I cut them out, I would just be like, okay, I'm never. Yeah, I'm, I'm never, never asking gonna you for anything again. Ever again. Yeah, it's like, if they hit me up, like, whatever. But I was never going to take the time and be like, oh, like, I want you to know what's going on mm-hmm. with me. Because I felt like I took it personally. And you have to realize, like, not everybody's in the space where they can, and it's yeah. not, they don't love you any less. And, like, I had to realize that because I was putting people in a position where it's, like, You're it's suddenly life yeah. or death, and if you don't help me right now, like, yeah. I don't care. You know what I mean? And, and it's, it's, like, not, not fair to them. Yeah. It's not, I think it just comes from a place of, like, urgency, kind of, mm-hmm. like, like, again, like, you built it up, and you're, like, about to explode, so mm-hmm. you should, like, put it on someone. <laughs> but... Yeah, and one of, like, my main concerns right now, especially, like, after graduating, mm-hmm. a lot of kids don't have insurance right now. Mm-hmm. Therapy is not cheap. There are some therapists out here that are charging low prices, trying to find them, trying to contact them, <laughs> hey, trying to make on. trying to make a little little uh, network page on the black space mm-hmm. where people can find low-cost therapy. There's some um, organizations that exist, some government funding I'm pretty sure you can go through. But, like, for the most part, people don't know how to access those mm-hmm. resources. Or, like, people, even people now that have insurance, like, some people don't use their insurance for therapy because they don't want it to be on their record that they have, like, a history of, like, depression mm-hmm. or anxiety or whatever they get diagnosed with because it can, like, affect them later on, like, right. in the workplace. Right. Or there's people, like, that, um, that are using, not using, how do I say this? <laughs> Or there, there's people that the therapist isn't telling them mm-hmm. that they can use insurance. Yeah. But, like, one thing I found is, like, I'm pretty sure, I think it's psychology.com, um, says what insurance each therapist takes. Mm-hmm. So if you know your insurance, you should know your insurance by now, especially if you're, like, in your, like, early, mid-20s. Mm-hmm. You should know if you have, like, a PPO, HMO, you know. <laughs> if you have a um, J-O-B, then they'll tell you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, psychology.com. Um, you can, like, look up therapist. And um, you can look up therapist catered to your needs. So you can look up therapists that specialize, like, anxiety or depression. You mm-hmm. can – I typed in African-American therapist, even though all the people that popped up were not African-American. <laughs> There's some old white men on there. But for the m- most part, like – they're a black therapist. Yeah. But you can go on there and it'll literally say what insurance each therapist takes and it'll kind of give you like a rundown of their pricing too. Yeah. I think that's so important too because like one of the things that I feel like we should talk about too is like post-grad depression. And I oh, feel yeah. like it's, because it, I mean it hasn't been too long, you know? I've been a student my whole life. But, like I'm, what am I now? <laughs> right, no. Well, it's that, it's the identity piece and mm-hmm. then it's also the idea of like, what I expected my life to be right now mm-hmm. and what it's not. Because even, like, we literally just graduated last week, but I feel like 
I am not where I want. Because I, okay, the beginning of this semester, I started putting my Excel sheets together. I'm very organized. So Mm -hmm. I like to have everything laid out. I try to, you know, make sure I'm not in that position. And especially as someone who's been paying their own way through college and like living on my own and like Mm -hmm. I cannot move back into my parents' house. Like I tried to have everything set up and applying to jobs. I've applied to like 150 jobs. I've been doing like, you know, apartment hunting and all the other stuff and like trying to raise money. But the last semester I was only working four hours a week. And then any money that I had was breaking even with me Ubering to my internship, which I was Mm -hmm. doing for free. And so I was kind of panicking, like, okay, this is about to be over. Like, what am I going to do? And trying to get it together. And then graduation came, and I didn't have anything together. So I asked my friend if I could stay with her for a week. I got staying with my aunt for two weeks and stuff. And people are calling me, like, like family that's been to college before. Like, not my immediate family because I'm, like, one of the first. But, um, like, aunts and stuff. And they were saying, like, oh, yeah, like, one of my friends was – out of a job for 22 months and then she was super depressed and she was so low but she married a doctor so it's all good I yeah. said what does that do for me like realistically because I'm panicking scary. it's it's really scary because for me like I'm like okay I could be doing this for like maybe three weeks a month and then I'll get a job and it'll all be good and we'll laugh about this but for you to say 22 months 18 months people telling me 10 months two years and these are people that can move in with their families these are people that can afford to make to take these risks mm-hmm. and I can't I can live with my aunt for maybe two weeks and not that she's going to put me out, but it's just, like, I'm not going to be comfortable. She's not going to be comfortable. Yeah. It's really hard to get to job interviews, like, all the other stuff. And it's – I know that I want to go into fashion, and I want to do, like, fashion marketing and advertising. And I, right now I'm at a point where I'm interviewing for receptionist jobs at law firms and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, I'm, and, it's, and it's only been a week, and I feel like yeah. I've already sacrificed what I want to do. And it's scary because it's like, okay – I know that this is not going to advance my resume into what I want to do. I mm-hmm. know that they're filtering me out of what I want to do because I only have one fashion experience right now. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, if I take this job, then I can pay my bills, but I also like probably won't get any experience that's actually worth anything. Mm-hmm. But I also will buy myself time so I can get a job that I actually want. But if I take this other job, I will be living on somebody's couch for the next six <laughs> months and I'll be yeah. sad. And then it's also like going out, you know? Like, I can go, I can hang out with my friends, whatever, whatever, and nobody's saying I can't, you know, like, mm-hmm. my parents or whatever, they're all fine, but it's, like, I can't hook up with my boyfriend, you know what I I'm mean? Dead. Like, like I can't, like, I can't just stay out for no reason and tell nobody's where I'm going. I, I hung out, and I, like, pat, like, I went to this, like, bar thing, and I, like, kind of got, like, too lit, and I came back, and my friend said that she left the door open for me, but then it was locked because she, like, it was late and she mm-hmm. wants me sure and like that's totally fine like of course I totally understand that but then it's also like if this was my house I wouldn't have to do that yeah. or like you know people waking up earlier than you expect and you can't complain because you're in their living room and like stuff like that and it's so great to have that support system or like being able to ask people but at the mm-hmm. same time it's like I just never plan to be in this position and so it's really hard for me because I don't see myself like this you know yeah. I just think it's like a hard transition like College is college. You're not an adult. I'm Mm-mm. sorry. You're not an adult in no. college at all. The no. minute you graduate, I mean, you can still go on to your master's, but, like, your school's not going to guarantee you housing. So right. So you need an apartment. Right. But it's, like, one day you literally get this piece of paper that says, hey, you were here for four years or however many years it took you to get your BA mm-hmm. or your um, BS. But once you're out, it's, like, oh, shit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what do I do now? Like, I mean, me, it's not easier because I still have to apply to grad school, but just, mm-hmm. like, I kind of have, like, a clear-cut path. Mm-hmm. So, like, 
it's MA to society, then whatever internship I get, then I can open up my own practice. Yeah. After those 3,000 hours, I'm, like, a legal therapist. Like, right. I'm good. I got... I might not get people in my practice. Hopefully, I get people <laughs> in my practice. But, like, I can I can open up my own practice. Mm-hmm. You took a different route. Yeah. You took the fashion route. Yeah. That's a little scary. <laughs> it's a little scary. And it's, like, I wouldn't... And it's hard because I can't see myself doing anything else. But I mean, I, But I think it's better... I'm not trying to be cliche, but it's better to, like, follow your dreams and yeah. choose a career that you're actually happy with mm-hmm. versus, like... Getting a job at a law firm, being like, uh, I have a communication degree, I'm going to be a paralegal or something, you yeah. know? It's better to, like, take that chance. Yeah. Get that career. Because if you're passionate about it, you're going to succeed. Yeah. And I I feel like I probably will have, like, a midlife crisis and want to change careers by the time I'm 50. You know, that, and I'm cool with that, but I mm-hmm. feel like I'm too young right now to be miserable. And so, like, me being 20, like, I just yeah. graduated and... I can go into my degrees in marketing, which I did on purpose because it allowed me to be creative, yeah. but I can also go into so many different fields, mm-hmm. but it could also get boring really quickly. Well, I know someone <laughs> that literally was in fashion, like worked for Ralph Lauren, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden got her PhD in African-American spirituality <laughs> and like religion professor. What? Yeah, so. Like you can do you that. You can switch. It's just, it's just like right now is the only time where it's like super, like people say it's easy to get a job. It's not Mm-mm. easy to get a job that you want, but it's easy to get a job when you're fresh out of college. Or especially the job searches. Like right now I'm trying to find like what I can do, mm-hmm. like internships, um, temporary jobs until I go to grad school. Mm-hmm. And like I saw a job that was like research assistant. But they want like one year clinical experience. If I had one year clinical experience, I would not be right being your research <laughs> assistant, right? And, uh. Or like I saw another lady that was just like, "You want to make sixty k like a year <laughs> or more? Like you can work forty a plus scam. hours a week, maybe even work on the weekends." I looked it up. It was a law firm in Culver City that had one star. AC Town had one star. They're just trying to get people in the door. I know, point. but still, I'm like, I'm not trying to. Like, can you sign my <laughs> like, check? Like, I need money, but like, <laughs> forty hours plus. Right. Plus weekends, and you have to be on call for her. No, because like starting salary for a marketing. And she major, has one star. No, she has one star. No, salary starting salary for a marketing major fresh out of school is forty two k minimum, and I'm not like, taking anything less. Like I, cause I, cause I can't. I literally can't mm-hmm. afford to live. Well, once those student loans. Yes, and then once those student loan payments kick in, I think. Mm-mm. No. So I'm like, I can't do that. And it's hard because it's like, I'm qualified for certain things, but they like try to do little specific things. They'll be like, marketing associate versus marketing coordinator. Mm-hmm. Two very different yeah. things. And you don't know that. So I'm just one click apply, one mm-hmm. click apply, one click apply. And then, and then they'll like pick you, but it's like, okay, but am I actually, that's my biggest fear too, is getting a job and not actually being qualified for it. And I know like white people apply to jobs every day that yeah. they are only 45% qualified for and that's fine but at the same time it's like the pressure of being a black woman and I'm young yeah. and I'm fresh out of school I'm scared that I'm gonna walk in the first day and they're gonna be like okay so do blah 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 with this program and I'm gonna be like huh see my junior year summer summer before senior year of college um I have a friend that works for the mental health um institute like of the county like Los Angeles County mm-hmm. and she was like trying to find me internships but she, it was like mental health coordinator needs like an MA <laughs> and clinical. And I was like, 
I don't even have my BA. My mom's right. like, my mom's like, just apply, just apply. But like, they were nice enough to send me a letter. Yeah. And tell me I didn't get the job. But, yeah. Like obviously Some I didn't get the fun. job because I was, <laughs> you didn't have me. They're probably laughing. I mean HR or something. But I mean, I would just apply. Real talk. I would if you're not, if you're not for it, you can always. I mean, it's not good to quit, but like. But like, you, sometimes you have to, and it's like, yeah. it's hard too because it's like. You have to prioritize what's important to you. And I was at this I was at this interview on Monday and they were like, Well, is the money more important to you or is it the job? Because they're like a career finding agency, mm-hmm. so they'll like get you a job. And I was like, Okay, because they're like, Oh, nonprofits aren't gonna be able yeah. to do as much and I was like I had to I was like, hmm, because I hadn't thought about it because of course I wanna be happy and I wanna be paid. So then I'm like, hmm, but then I was thinking about it like I can't not live. Mm-hmm. So I guess the money has to come first, but I'm also not going to be doing a job yeah, where like, you're not happy. I'm not happy. It's not going to further your career. Right. So then I'm like, if it's doing something that I can like, even if it's like marketing, email marketing coordinator for yeah. an insurance company, if I can like spin that in a way where I can write it on my resume as like, put like email marketing, blah, 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 blah. They don't need to know it's for an insurance company. They just need to know my skills. Or you can do then, real estate on the side, too. That's, that's awesome. what I heard. A lot of people are doing real estate. But I don't care. Like, that, yeah. it's, okay. Yeah. And here's my thing. I will take a job, like, it either has to be, because if I'm going to be taking a job that I'm getting paid for, but I don't care about, it has to be something like a receptionist or like a, like some, some, some small thing where I could be overseeing mm-hmm. people, whatever. It has to have nothing to do with my field. Or it has to be completely in my field because I don't, what I don't want to do is start doing a career that has like, oh, you're going to get promoted in two years and you're going to do this and you're going to do that because that's how people get stuck. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, oh, I've been doing this for 10 years because I've been getting paid and it's fine and I'm secure and I never really branched out when I could. Yeah. Because at least if I know, oh, I'm a receptionist, I could be here for a year and spend this time building my portfolio for like creative directing and like, you know, applying to jobs I actually want and like seeing, like putting feelers out there, getting more experience. That I can do because I know that's temporary. I know I won't be there for mm-hmm. 30 years. But if I start out, if I start doing something at, like, at like an insurance company or yeah. something like that or, like, a marketing group. You're like, going to be stuck. Mm-hmm, I do not want to work at a marketing firm or something like that because I just, I know that that's, like, random clients coming mm-hmm. in all the time, whatever, whatever. And that's not what I want to do. I want to help build a brand. I want to yeah. help, like, I want to believe in the company I work for and, like, mm-hmm. create content that's creative and, like, fun and, like, along with their message and, like, help them grow. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just be, oh, you're here today, let's get this account, let's finish it, whatever. Yeah. yeah so you have to know like, your priorities. Yeah, especially, like, right now, like, I'm still in the process of applying to grad school, trying to figure out, like, where I want to go. But I was, like, thinking, like, you know what? This gap year, I, maybe I can explore, you know? Maybe move somewhere different. Uh-huh. I was thinking, like, you know, Arizona's cheap, mm-hmm. Atlanta's cheap. Mm-hmm. But then I was looking at jobs in Atlanta. And I need <laughs> way more qualification to work really? in Atlanta. Yeah, way more qualification to work in Atlanta than I do here. Why? Like, Atlanta, they want you to be APA accredited. So, like, it's, like, a certain criteria the school has to follow, mm-hmm. and they get certified by the APA, and they get that accreditation. Not all schools have that. Right. It's very small, select numbers of schools Is that have that. Is it schools in Atlanta that have that? Is that why? They probably do, but, like, like out here, like, I can get a master's, not even in, like, psychology. I can get a master's in, like, social work, and I can be a therapist, you know? Mm-hmm. But in Atlanta, they want your PhD or PsyD, and they want you to be APA accredited. Wow. So I was like, maybe okay, Atlanta, Atlanta out. Atlanta, Atlanta <laughs> out. Maybe, maybe Arizona might have more jobs for my little BA, but... <laughs> nope. Yeah. And you have to know, like, it's hard, too, because, like, 
looking at houses and stuff or like trying to find apartments because mm-hmm. I want to go like I want to li- not want to live in Inglewood I like Inglewood it's cool but it's also like I know that that's centrally located enough where I could get to Marina Del Rey and I can get mm-hmm. to like all these places without having to spend a boatload on mm-hmm. an apartment here so I'm like okay cool but then also it's hard because I can't buy I can't get an apartment until I know what where I'm working because it doesn't make sense for me to get somewhere and I don't know what the commuters I don't know all the other stuff yeah but at the same time I know where I want to live so if the job is out in like just like the one I'm about to not go to tomorrow, like in Huntington Beach, like it doesn't make sense for me to be applying to jobs that I know I don't want to go to. And it's like hard because I I feel like when I know it doesn't feel right and I just will call my mom the day, the day of makeup on, ready to go and just like, mom, like I don't want to go. And I feel so bad because it's like, okay, I should go apply for this job. Like I'm sure I could get this job. I need a job. But you just, if it doesn't sit right in your spirit before you even left the house, Mm -hmm. You know, and that's a tough decision because you literally need to support yeah. yourself, you know? And those are the decisions that we have to make now and, like, quickly. Because we're adults. And they'll be like, oh, you have two days to let us know about this offer. And you're like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, like, I don't even know what your name is. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you know? And it's it's hard. But I'm saying that, like, I got offers left and right. And that's the thing is, like, it'll I'll come at different I'll be applying tomorrow. Times. Tomorrow I'm sitting down. <laughs> hey, my name is Fixing Craig. my LinkedIn. I'm dead. <laughs> Fixing my LinkedIn, you know, doing my little resume. Yes. Getting the show on the road. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I want to stay out here. I really don't want to go back to the Valley. Mm-mm. I'm sorry, Valley. I love you. <laughs> but you're not for me. <laughs> I don't want to go back. But do you feel like, and this, I feel like we were talking about this earlier, but, like, the first day, literally, we graduated Friday, Saturday, and then Monday, I was in the library at LMU, like, mm-hmm. applying 10 to 5. Every day that week. And then Friday, I went to the mall, and I felt so guilty. I was like, I should be doing stuff. Like, I should be, like, because I don't have a job right now. What am I spending money for? Yeah. And even, like, living off your graduation money, like you were oh, saying. Yeah. Like, you feel guilty spending that because that's two months' rent. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm living even off that. Even going out, I won't buy drinks. Yeah. And it's hard because it's like you want to, <laughs> you're like, oh, like, I got this money. I should celebrate, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Ain't no time to celebrate when you ain't got a job. Mm-hmm. So. I felt like, because school really burnt me out. Mm-hmm. Like. Because, again, I was putting on, like, that double marker, I guess. Like, Mm -hmm. I was both student and activist. So, like, I was constantly doing stuff that was just, like, emotionally stressful. Yeah. Emotionally draining. Just, I was out of it. So, the minute I graduated, I think I slept a total of 16 hours. (laughs) Like, I was supposed to go out that night. I was like, yeah, guys, let's go out. Let's celebrate. I came home. I want to say I got home at, like, 5.30. Oh, I knocked out. I knocked out. I woke up the next day at, like, 11 o'clock. Yeah. Like, I was out. Yeah. And then that whole weekend I was sick, but... I fell asleep on my dining This week, even this last week that just happened, like, I've been sleeping like no other. I went out. I couldn't couldn't last after 11. (laughs) 11 p.m. I, like, called an Uber, and I was like, y'all have fun. It hits different. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> but I have like I don't know I have like no desire to go out like I love going out to restaurants yeah and like, and like maybe bars. yeah maybe a bar but like I'm not trying to party no I'm not trying to get college drunk no never again no never again there's no need to it looks, first of all alcohol is bad for you very <laughs> bad for you there's no well, that and when like you're that, old though. enough, like when you're old enough, you like don't really. I feel like freshmen like go crazy because they can't get a bottle ever again. So then they're just like, let's rage. And like as you get older, I feel like it's just like, for what? Like I gotta wake up in the morning. Like I feel like if you're getting that drunk, 
you should see a therapist. <laughs> you should. I'm sorry if especially you're... if it's reoccurring, like every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday. Oh, um, check your livers, please. <laughs> please, burdock root. Take burdock root. Like that will reset you. Your your what is it? It like re generates um, liver cell growth oh, to wow. repair damaged livers. That's but so like, funny. I just, I have no desire to do, like, I'm an old lady now. <laughs> I'm an old lady. I, all I want to do is find a job, find a new apartment, pay off my car, uh-huh. pay off my student loans, uh-huh. and go to dinner parties. And go to dinner parties. And get this, <laughs> get this therapy practice on the road. Yeah. In the next six years, please. The Black Space Incorporated. Yes. That's what it's going to be called. I promise you. Manifesting it right now. Manifesting it right now. But okay, like, I actually just love that you just said that. And this is something that I've been thinking about, like, the past couple days because just a lot of things. But I think one of the things also after graduation is realizing, like, who's in your circle still Mm -hmm. and, like, how those friendships are going to change. Because. I just feel like I surrounded myself, and like I have a lot of friends who graduated the year before mm-hmm. too, and I still keep in contact with them. But I feel like a lot of this is growth, mm-hmm. and it's motivated growth. So not everybody obviously has the same. Like people don't know what they want to do. Like that's cool, whatever. But I feel like for me, as like a motivated individual, and like someone who I know that I see myself at a certain level at a certain point, and I know what like my values and priorities are. Mm-hmm. And I can see, like, how everybody's kind of taking this. And right now, we're all just kind of, like, in shock, so that's one thing. Yeah. But the people who are, like, really hitting the ground running and, like, really, like, reaching out to you. And it's so easy not to. Like, it's so easy not to. Especially Mm -hmm. now that we're not all in the same city or, like, people coming back at different times, people doing whatever. Like, this is going to be really interesting, I feel like. Mm -hmm. You know? And especially, like, seeing people in different ways. Like, we didn't even hang out, really, in undergrad until, like, the last year. And now we're... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and now we're cool, and it's, like, things like that, like, people come into your life at a certain time for a certain mm-hmm. reason, and not to discount any of the relationships that I had during college, but it's, like, this is just going to be interesting to see, like, who grows with me, who's motivated, who has the same, like, yeah. you know, mindset about things, because we're about to be in a whole different part of our life, like, yeah. I'm about to start popping out babies in six years, like, you know what I mean, like, <laughs> and I want to have my life set up, like, set up in five years, and I know that's, cr- like, people are like, oh, mm-hmm. Leah, like, you don't know that, life is going to be hard, haha, I'm like, for you, like, not for me. yeah, like, I have five years to kind of, like, establish myself and figure it out, and I feel like, not I have five years, I have my life, but you know what I mean, like, yeah. I feel like our lives are about to be different, what's about to be important to us is about to be different, and, like, you know, people are about to start getting married, getting their businesses off the yeah. ground, doing their thing, networking, and it's going to be so beautiful to see, like, all these black people just succeeding, but it's mm-hmm. also going to be really black interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be really interesting to see, like, where we all end up yeah. and, and being okay with that because I feel like, for me, like, it's scary. Like, my best friend has been my best friend since freshman year, like, mm-hmm. right out the gate, but I honestly don't even know if we're going to, like, not that we're not going to be friends, but we're definitely not going to be, like, how we were. Mm-hmm. And being okay with, like, that change well, you just grow as a person. Yeah. Like, I have friends that, like, in high school, I was like, oh, yeah, you're going to be my wedding. But, like, I changed so much in college. Yeah. I changed so much in college. And even, like, this last semester, even the past, like, two weeks, <laughs> <laughs> I've changed so much. Yeah. And, and it's just, like, there's certain energies you want around you, certain energies you don't. It's mm-hmm. just, like, you, you just have so much to do now mm-hmm. that it's like pointless like waste your energy on someone that's gonna drain you right like why am i gonna hang out with people that are like oh i'm gonna go hang out i don't have a friend named steve but like oh i'm gonna go hang out with steve <laughs> again like uh, uh. <laughs> you 
you know? Yeah. And that's crazy, too, because it's just, like, you you really don't have to. Like, you don't have to do anything. And yeah. also what I was thinking about, too, is, like, these past four years have been crazy. Like, had you told high school me, like, oh, yeah, college is going to do this, this, and that, too. You're going to meet these people and blah, blah, blah. Like, I genuinely did not know any of the people that I know now. I mean, a couple, mm-hmm. obviously, but, like, did not know them, had no idea. Yeah. Like, what, and so, and that's what's scaring me. It's scaring me, but it's also exciting me now because thinking, like, in four years from now, who I'm going to know. Mm-hmm. Like, my my little heart just, like, shook Girl, right now. If you would have told high school that. me that my curl pattern would have came back, <laughs> I would have cried. I would have exactly. been, wow. It's, it's crazy. So, like, the things that, the amount of things that can change in four years, it's, like, scary me because I don't know. But then at the same yeah. time, I made it through the past four years and I was excited about it. And well, they, I, they go by so fast. Exactly. You know? They go by so fast and I learned so much and I like who I am now. So I'm like excited about it, but it's still mm-hmm. scary to think like, oh, I'm going to have to like all oh, these people. I'm going to meet these people. And even in the last semester of school, I started my internship and met a bunch of people that I, that have literally changed like the course of what I want to do, mm-hmm. you know, and like have inspired me, have believed in me. One of them I'm going to room with, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like things like that. I met like obviously the guy and like you know what I mean and just like having different friends like Mm -hmm. drop like not dropping people but like just not being as close to certain people becoming close to other people like redistributing your energy in the span of four months yeah so like imagine I was literally pre-med two years ago (laughs) I was about to be a doctor and I'm still gonna be a doctor but not a different type different type doctor of psychology is that not like scared like you know what I mean like it's a whole and and there's only like only like 80 more years of this like who life. knows we might live to 125 I'm not science is changing science years. is changing you never know i don't really want to live until but like if everyone around you is living till 125 wouldn't you want to live around 125? yeah if they can make my bones if it was not just hurt. me no please <laughs> please the minute they're gone i'm gone too but, <sighs> but yeah no i think that's gonna be really interesting to see and i'm I'm excited about it, but I'm also scared because right now I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. But like I said, girl. But like we literally just graduated a week ago. We, can, we did. Like we're like, going to laugh about this. Don't feel guilty. Take take your me time. Go to Cabo. <laughs> go to where else people are going. Go to Europe. Go backpack across Europe. Oh my gosh. Go, go do you. But like you're an adult now. Yeah. You should be an adult now. Right. You're about Can't to be Can't be adult. reckless. Yeah. No need to college drink anymore. Yeah. And that was also the thing that I was thinking about. I think about a lot of things. So this is actually more, like, therapeutic than I thought it was going to be. But, um, Free therapy. <laughs> or I can send you an invoice later. <laughs> oh, stop. No, just kidding. It's not a therapy session. For um, <laughs> those that are actually a part of AP that are listening, I have no accreditation. This is not a session. So. Um, but, yeah, that's one of the things I was thinking about is, like, as – since I was two years old, I've been in school, and I, like, skipped two grades, and, like, always been, like, oh, Leah's the smart one, Leah's the smart one, which is really annoying, because I'm the creative one, too, mm-hmm. but, like, you know, whatever, and so now it's, like, okay, I'm not a student anymore. So am I still the smart one? <laughs> <laughs> Girl, I stopped being the smart I'm one dead. once I took accounting, managerial accounting, taught me who was boss for I sure. I used to be, I was really good at algebra, calculus, <laughs> I took calculus too. We started getting to the uh, Z axis. I was like, uh-uh. I'm not flipping the plane I'm anymore. Out. But yeah, no, and like, so struggling with the identity of like not being a student mm-hmm. anymore is like crazy. But then also being young, because I, I, I always felt like I was older, like everybody else, like whatever, like I didn't think about it because I didn't care. 
But now I'm like, can I just have two more years? Can y'all, can we just put this on pause and like, y'all go do life. I'm going to sit right here. I'll catch up with you guys later. And so that's also like been a thing for me because I feel like I'm always supposed to be doing like stuff, doing stuff. Yeah. Because I'm always supposed to be like keeping up with everybody Mm -hmm. else. And I'm like, I don't really know if I'm like, everybody's been telling me I'm ready for this my whole life. But like, am I? See, my thing right now that I'm, I'm like, I like doing stuff. I like constantly being constantly being busy Mm -hmm. but like my thing is like I have friends that are ready in grad school yeah I have people that are literally going to PhD programs right now that's not my path right now yeah I know that's not my path yeah I'm not in like competition to finish when they finish you know Mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not mad at myself for not like taking that leap and like applying to grad school when Mm -hmm. I should have applied to grad school I I need that (laughs) I I know myself I need that gap you're like it's not it's not what everyone around you is doing it's like what you need to do Mm -hmm. at the end of the day if you don't feel good doing (laughs) it you probably shouldn't like if I would have applied for grad school during my senior year I think I would have lost it yeah because one I was doing stuff for the black space two I was in different clubs. Mm -hmm. Three, all my classes were writing-based, so I had paper after paper. Like, I probably, like, wrote over maybe, like, 125 to, like, 150 pages of just, like, Mm. solid, like, papers, like, work. Yeah. So, like, I would have been exhausted because, like, grad school, you have your supplementary essays, your general information that they want. Some schools want a GRE. Some schools want the psych GRE. Mm-hmm. On top of that, you have to fly out or drive or whatever, or even Skype to do interviews, and it's just, like, a process. Mm-hmm. And, like, I know I would have not been able to yeah. School's do all that. Yeah, it is, especially being black and being yeah. a PWI. Like, that is a whole different monster. Right. Like, you have to not only do good in school, do your work, but you also have to fight for general rights, <laughs> like funding. <laughs> Funding yes. for your club. Like, for your club. And yes. then can we talk about how everyone's scholarships were magically their freshman year and magically not by senior yes. year? Like, what? Beg, begging your dean to <laughs> please just slide you that two grand knowing your school has the two grand. Right. You know they have it. Yeah. They just don't want to tell mm-hmm. you about it. Because then they'd have to tell everybody about it. And then they'd, then they'd have yeah. to actually... I just remember the maddest I ever was was when we had a professor come in and talk about this program that existed at our school that literally funded research projects for students of color that no one told me about no one advocated for and i was sitting there like last three weeks of school like you're kidding me oh no i would be i think it's called mcnair if anyone wants oh the mcnair scholars yeah yeah no one told me about mcnair (laughs) i didn't know it was for black people but i knew a lot of people people yeah it's i think there's like three things you have to be, think first generation, low income, or um, person of color, which is problematic that those are the three requirements because a lot of people like to associate all three together. Right. Which is not always the case. Just because you're first generation does not necessarily mean you are a person of color. Right. Also doesn't mean, mean that, that you're, you're low, low income. income. Mm-hmm. So you need to separate that McNair program. Right. But, <laughs> yeah, just. But I think we'll be fine. We will all be fine. Class of 2019. <laughs> we got this. You will be fine. And it's only been a week, and it's not going to be 22 months. We're all going to be fine. <laughs> yes, we're not going to be jobless. We don't need to marry doctors. I mean, marry a doctor if you want to, but... Be the rich man your mom told you to marry. Yes. Or the rich woman your mom told you to marry. Whichever one. Or the person. The rich person 
your parents told you to marry. Yes. Just be fucking rich. <laughs> just be rich. Just get money. It's so easy. <laughs> get, just money. get money. <laughs> Moral of the story. Just get money. And I think, yeah, so just, like, I don't know if I'm going to start therapy back right away. I think right now I'm definitely having, like, a little bit of an issue because I'm not seeing, like, not... Mm-hmm an issue because me and my therapist my therapist has been breaking up with me for weeks she's like been trying to like ease me off but yeah so but I think like right now I know that this is a part of what I'm supposed to Mm -hmm. feel so I'm not like oh my gosh someone's dating me and because of the tools that I learned in therapy I'm able to process this more Mm -hmm. and I'm able to know that it's temporary and it's okay and I'm allowed to feel this way so that's like helpful but I think maybe in the future I should go back it's just a matter of like Finding someone. Finding someone, yeah. She's my therapist. She's really good. (laughs) I might take you up on that. She's like middle range price Mm -hmm. from what I've seen. Once I get a job and get that little insurance thing, Mm -hmm. you know. You don't need insurance this year. But insurance does cut the cost. You do get your money back. Yeah. So that's that's good. Because I'm I'm like, people definitely shouldn't, like I shouldn't stop going because it's not free anymore, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like nothing's free, or you know, it costs benefit Group analysis. therapy, the cost is like one third. Really? Yeah. Like I think sessions, from what I've seen, is like 50 to like 75, maybe 100 if it's like mm-hmm. a smaller group, or right. like the bigger the group, the less it is. But do you think that's like, how do, I mean obviously I've never been in one Group therapy? Yeah. It depends on the person mm-hmm. and like what you're going in for. So there's, like, group therapy that exists for, like, eating disorders. A group therapy for people with, like, borderline personality. Or there's, like, like alcohol anonymous, like, stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's, like, depends what you're going for. There's, like, support groups, too. Some of them are free, actually. Mm-hmm. So I'll, like, look into that. But, yeah, it depends on the person. Like, if you're comfortable with sharing your story with other people or if you just want to be around a group that's going through, like, similar things to you and maybe, like, network there. Mm-hmm. And, like, create um, another support group that, like, understands what we're going through, then, yeah, I would recommend group therapy. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you want, like, one-on-one time. Because <laughs> you, you you might still get the insight. It depends on the therapist, too. Yeah. But um, I'm it's, like, not, how it's not focused on you. Because I'm, like, how would everyone get to talk? Yeah. And then, like, how long do... And then do they get to input yeah, on it's your... Yeah, de- it depends on the size and, like, what you're, like, what you're going for. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, some people like it, some people don't. Some people are more closed off. But it just depends on the person. Yeah. You gotta try it out too. Yeah. Field trips. <laughs> well, that is it for Ooh. this. I guess it's more of a college debriefing. Yeah, definitely college It was debriefing. a little bit of both. Yeah. It was being black in therapy. We talked about being in therapy, but it was more I think it was debriefing. bookended, and then yeah. the middle was, yeah. Was <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for tuning in. Yeah. Be sure to visit the Black Space website theblackspace.me also check out our instagram at theblackspace there's no a in black (laughs) and we're also um gonna be posting on our youtube channel pretty soon so keep an eye out for that thank you again and look out for the merch oh oh yeah the merch i'm dropping merch i forgot about (laughs) that i'm dropping merch hopefully mid-june if not for sure early july but probably mid-june i was gonna say something else Oh, and <laughs> yeah, and remember to stay liberated. Thank you so much for listening. Good night.